Hey, this is Steve Campbell from the C3 Church. Thank you for joining us for this podcast. Our prayer for you is that you'll be blessed, equipped, and enabled as you listen to this message. God bless you. Hello, I'm so excited to be with you today. For those of you that don't know me, as Katie said, my name is John, and it's just such a privilege to have been asked by Pastor Steve and Angie to kick off this brand new teaching series here at C3 called Up. Now, Up is based on the Songs of Ascent found within the book of Psalms. Now, Psalms is pretty much the longest book in the Bible, so if you open a little bit under halfway, you will stand a really good job of finding the book of Psalms. And we're kicking off today in Psalm 121. And I want to talk to you about help in hard times. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your grace and your mercy. Lord, I thank you for your word. I pray that you would speak into each and every heart those here in the room, those joining us online across the world. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's start off with a little question then. Who likes to listen to music while driving? Who likes to listen to music while driving? A good proportion of us. Well, like your favorite song, driving playlist, or if you're a little bit older, compilation CD. (laughs) The Songs of Ascents are songs for a journey. These 15 psalms were collated to be sung as they journeyed to worship God in Jerusalem. Now Jerusalem is at a high point, hence the Songs of Ascent. But these are more than just a few songs from the road to just to keep you tapping the wheel as the miles go by. And they don't just relate to an ancient pilgrimage that happened years ago. They also speak to the journey of our lives as we follow Jesus. Now, some of you will be missing journeys, especially trips abroad with the COVID restrictions of the past 18 months. So let me tell you for a moment about an amazing journey I was able to take a few years ago. In July 2017, my wife Hannah and I, we booked a trip with my sister Laura, her husband Jovi. They were coming over, they were living in the USA, and they were coming over at Christmas time. So he said, let's take this opportunity to book a trip to Europe. We discussed a few cities, and then we ended up choosing Venice. Got online, found a good deal, and we booked it. Now it's the 28th of December. It's 6 a.m., it's dark, and it's cold. We board a Ryanair flight. We land. We get on a bus and we make it to the city of Venice. You can see a a photo of proof. We made it to the city. And what's more is it's also proof that being a parent really ages you. We check in. The hotel, it is is lovely. Um, The weather is beautiful. It's bright and it's cold. We go around, we see some amazing sights. We have some great food to eat. We have some great things to drink. For us, the Venice trip, the whole experience was just 100%. Now it's the 30th of December. It's time to head home. We grab our bags, we go get some pizza, 
And then we get aboard the Vaporetti to take us back to the bus station. And as we stood on the boat, phone buzzes. Your flight has been cancelled. Proceed to the airport for more information. You see, sometimes the journey of life is idyllic. It's beautiful sights, it's great food in a fantastic city, but other times, life throws a curved ball at you and it brings challenges. Sometimes the journey isn't so easy. But the songs of ascent consider the reality of both things that come up in our life. And I love that the Bible is relevant to every season and stage that we go through. See, facing uncertainty, things that overwhelm us, it's part of all of our lives. And this psalm that we're going to look at today is all about how we face uncertainty. When things feel overwhelming, where can we find help? So we're going to take a bit of a journey today. We're going to look at where can I find help? We're going to explore, well, why then am I still facing challenges before we finish up by looking at how to connect with the helper? Where can I find help? Let's start by reading this psalm, Psalm 121. I lift my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord watches over you. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun will not harm you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and your going, both now and forevermore. See, the journey to Jerusalem that these travelers had embarked upon wasn't an easy one. There were genuine dangers along the way. This passage, it actually talks about three of them. It says you could, you could slip on a loose stone and you could unexpectedly break your ankle. You might become physically unwell with heat stroke as you traveled in the intense Middle Eastern heat. Or finally, the journey, compounded by pressures of fatigue and anxiety, might lead you to becoming overwhelmed, impacting your mental well-being, or what they referred to in this time as moonstroke. There's challenges along the journey. And then there's thugs and there's robbers lying in wait, wanting to steal from you as you go along. And so the overwhelmed traveler, as they set off on their journey, might have looked at the hills and said, Help! Where does my help come from? Now we might update the list of dangers on our journey, but the reality is the themes are the same. We might unexpectedly incur an injury, a fall, a traffic accident, an incident at work. We might be exposed to things that threaten our physical well-being. A global pandemic might come and overwhelm our healthcare systems. We might be put in danger because of violent crime or terrorism, things that threaten our physical well-being or stress and anxiety, worries about the future, about finance, about our kids might begin to impact our mental well-being. And in the face of such uncertainty, we too might look and go, where does my help come from? Where does my help come from? 
Well, first of all, our help doesn't come from the hills. These travelers, they would have looked up at the hills and they would have seen the high places, temples for pagan worship. You see, the surrounding nations, they worship Baal and other pagan gods. And they had temples on these high points. Baal was a fertility god, often depicted as a bull. And people would make sacrifices and they'd go to these high places and get incantations from the temple priests and priestesses because, in essence, they were afraid of the creation. They were afraid that their crops might fail. Now, it's unlikely that any of us are worshipping statues of bulls in our back garden. But the reality is the same fear can drive us to try a bit harder in our own strength. Or if I just try a bit more and I do a few more things, I might get there. Or you're chasing something to try and meet a need in deep in your life, but it keeps winding up feeling empty. Why? Because help doesn't come from the hills. Help comes from the Lord. The psalm says, my help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. You see, my help comes from the creator, not from the creation. I can trust in the one who made it all. You are not alone or forsaken on this journey. You are not alone or forsaken on this journey. The one who made it all, the one who put it all into being is walking alongside with you. You know this word for God that's used in this passage? It's designed to reveal God's personal nature. This isn't an inanimate force somewhere out there. This is a personal God. A God who sees you. A God who knows your pain. Sees your tears, your challenges. This is a personal God who loves you and has promised to be with you. Deuteronomy chapter 31, Joshua, he's about to start leading the nation of Israel after Moses. And the task that faces him is monumental. He's got to lead them into the promised land, ahead on numerous battles. There's giants. In the natural, the odds are just completely stacked against him. And as he stands in that moment, God makes him a promise. And this is what God says to him, Deuteronomy 31 verse 6, Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. And you know what God promises? He keeps. Because he's a promise-keeping God. It's in his nature. He can't but keep his promise. And so he says, I'm going to go with you. And maybe you are sitting here today. Maybe you're watching online and you're feeling overwhelmed. You feel like life has done a number on you, that the, the odds like Joshua just seem so stacked against you. Well, God sent me to tell you, you are not alone. You are not alone. You are not forsaken. God's not walked off and done a number on you. He is with you in everything that you face. You know, the, the pagan priests, they would go to great lengths to try and rouse Baal. He was famous for being asleep or having one of his naps. But this psalm goes to the lengths of showing us that God is not like that. It's not like we have to try and wake him up, try and get God's attention. You know, God is looking after you. 
His eyes are on you. He loves you. He cares for you. You know, it's like you young parents looking after that newborn baby, doing your very best to stay awake and to take care of them, except that God doesn't even get tired. And his love and attention for you are even more intense. And so the psalmist says, oh, God's not like Baal. He's not often having some sort of sleep. And sometimes we can get this bad theology. We look at circumstances that have come up in our life and challenges and trials that we're facing. And we think, oh, well, God must have wandered off. Maybe he's having a nap like sleepy old Baal. Maybe he's done with me. Maybe he's fed up with me now. But God is not like that. That is not in his nature. You know, Psalm 46 says, God is a very present help in time of trouble. Where does my help come from? Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord. Back at Venice Treviso Airport, we look at each other. No flights until the 3rd of January. Well, that's not going to work, is it? Laura Jovi, you guys have got to get back for the rest of your trip. Oh, we prayed about this while we were on the boat. Like, why is it working out like this? Why bad news now? See, things in life don't always work out how we hope or we expect. Having read this psalm and listened to me so far, you might be thinking, well, it says, none of these things will strike me. I will be protected from all evil. Yet, John, you've already acknowledged that challenges come up, that stuff happens in life. So why am I still facing challenges? The first thing I want you to know is this. The presence of trouble in your life does not indicate the absence of God. The presence of trouble in your life does not indicate the absence of God. And it's so important that we understand the promise here is not a life that is devoid of challenges. The promise is God saying, my plan, my purposes, my salvation, your redemption, they are secure. Nothing is going to take that away. Eugene Peterson has written a devotion in the book of Psalms on the Songs of Ascent called A, a Long Obedience in the Same Direction. This is what he says on this psalm. He says, the promise of this psalm. It's not that we will never stub our toes, but that no injury, illness, accident or distress will have evil power over us. That is, be able to separate us from God's purposes in us. While we face challenges, no plan of the enemy, no freak accident, no global pandemic can separate us from God's plan. Nothing is going to knock God out. Nothing is taking him out today, leaving us vulnerable, because God is secure. He has conquered sin and death and the grave. And while we face challenges on this life, we can do it with a certainty that our eternity is secure, that we do not walk alone, that God is with us. And so when you go along through life and troubles come up, Maybe you throw your head back in frustration. You bowed your head, sobs of tears. Be reminded that you're not alone. Be reminded you're not alone. There is help. The Most High is with you. Our help comes 
from the Lord. On the 31st of December, 8.30pm, after 16 hours of taxi, train, metro, Eurostar, we make it back to London, in time for the rest of Laura and Jovi's itinerary. See, the journey isn't always easy. We face challenges, we face troubles, but we're not alone. There is help in hard times. And I want each of us to grab hold of that amazing truth. Not as just some sort of distant reality that's off there in the future somewhere. We can be like that a little bit. Think like, oh, those promises of God, they're out there somewhere. But I want us to grab hold of this as an inward reality. And I've got some applications for you. How we can go forward this week, how we can step into this week, this month, this year and be reminded of where our help comes from, how we can connect with our helper. Number one, pray. Try praying. It seems so simple, doesn't it? But the reality is we don't do it enough. Talk to God. Speak with Jesus, the creator who is your helper. Hey, sometimes all you might be able to manage is just a groan. Other times you're going to overflow with praise and worship and you're going to be giving thanks to God. And other times you're going to be asking him, God, I really need you to break in and change this season. And other times you're going to be frustrated and in pain and crying. It's all okay. Talk to God, speak to Him, share your heart with Him. Don't think that when it comes to prayer, you're looking for some perfect set of words, some long theological phrases, quoting long bits of scripture. That's all good, but God really just wants to hear your heart. He wants you to talk to Him. He wants you to share the things that are going on. He cares, He's interested, He's a personal God who wants to walk with you. Pray. Reach out to God in prayer. And I want to encourage you, C3 family, To pray about everything. Even the things that you feel are too small or insignificant. You know, if it's big enough to worry about, it's big enough to pray about. It's going to set someone free today if you take it really on board. If it's big enough to worry about, it's big enough for you to pray about. You see, prayer is not some last resort that we do when everything else has failed. Prayer is a starting point that reminds us where our help comes from. Our help comes from from the Lord. Number one, pray. Number two, connect. God is our helper, but in his divine wisdom, he has also designed us to help each other as we go through life, as we journey together in community. As I was studying on this passage, I came across this this tiny detail. I love it. I want to share it with you just before I finish. See, it says in this passage that God is your shade on your, come on, you can help me out, YouTube, Facebook, in the comments. God is your shade on your right hand, right? It's time for my authentic Greco-Roman prop. In the military of the day, no matter what handed you are, they would have almost certainly taught you to fight sword in the right, shield in the left. Sword in the right, shield in the left. What is the shield there for? It's there to catch blows, to shield blows, to maybe catch an arrow that's coming flying in. 
And as I fight, stood like this with sword in the right, shield in the left, I can shield most places. You know, the only place that's quite hard for me to shield is my, where? My right hand, my right arm, unless I am fighting in formation. Then the person that stood next to me, fighting alongside me, has got my right hand shielded with their shield too. And I want to tell you, some of you are going through life with your right hand exposed. Because you're not living life in the community of people that God has designed to come alongside you, to pray for you, to support you, to encourage you. See, God wants to be your shade on your right hand, but He also wants you to know the shade, the protection of a group of people who love and care for you. So that as you go through life's challenges, as you face difficult times, which we all will, that you are reminded that you also have a group of people who care for you and walk alongside you. It's why we love doing groups at C3 Church. It's why we're passionate about C3 groups. It's not because we want to find another thing to put C3 in front of. It's because we believe absolutely critical to this journey, to this path that we're walking on, is to have people around us. To be connected with God absolutely, 100%. Get closer to God, but do it in the context of community too. So that you're going up and you're going out. That so as you walk through those challenges, that you realize that you're fighting together. You're not fighting exposed. You're fighting with someone who's praying for you, who's caring for you, who's calling you up and saying, John, how are you doing this week? I want to encourage you that God's still at work because we all need that. We need to connect. And finally, we need to receive. We need to receive. See, help, help can be refused. You can say, no, I don't, don't need help today, thanks. We need to receive help from the Lord. I think if we were being honest, some of us would say that we're looking to the hills for our help. If I work a bit harder, if I just develop myself a bit more, if I try this, if I go here, and you're chasing, trying to meet a need deep inside, like, oh, if I just try and find the thing, then then I'll be okay. But help doesn't come from the hills. And today's an opportunity for us to stop and say, no, Lord, I... I receive your help. I'm done with trying to get through this my own way to sort it out in my own strength. Jesus, I receive your help. And if you're listening to me today and you already follow Christ, I would love you as you take a, to take a moment as you come to the end of this service. In your heart, just between you and God, say, God, I'm I receive your help. I'm sorry for what I've been just trying to get through on my own, trying to struggle along when really there is help from the Most High. Lord, I receive your help. I'm choosing not to, to chase more stuff, but I'm choosing to wait on you and receive your help. And then maybe you don't know Jesus. Well, I've got fantastic news for you. Because there is help in God. You don't know Jesus is your Lord and Savior. There is help in God. 
You know, the greatest act of help that God ever did for us was that He came to earth. He went to the cross and He died to take our sin away. You see, the Bible says our, our wrongdoing, our poor choices, there's things that you look back on life and you regret and you think, if only I could have a fresh start. It says that those things separate us from God. But the good news is, Jesus didn't leave us in a helpless position. He came. He paid the price so that we could know God as helper alongside us along the journey. Never alone, never forsaken, but with Him as Lord and Savior walking alongside us. Not something weak, not something that's poor along the side, but a God who is all-powerful in control of everything walking alongside us. You can know Jesus as your Lord and Savior today. It's the best decision you will ever, ever make is to receive the help that comes through Jesus. You know, the Bible says the way we do that is to believe in our heart, confess with our mouth. Believe in our heart, receive His grace, confess with our mouth. We're gonna pray a prayer together as a church family and I wanna invite you to pray it with me wherever you are today. In the room here, watching the screen at home, on the move, you can take this moment Say, Jesus, I receive your help. I want to follow you. I want you to be my Lord and Savior. Let's pray this together for those who pray it for the first time. And then I'm going to ask you if you prayed this prayer as a way of recommitting your life to Jesus, giving your life to him for the first time, to, to confess, to, to just lift your hand, to say, yeah, that's me. I want to follow Jesus. I want to know his help in my life. I want to make him Lord and Savior. Let's pray. Why don't you bow your heads to give yourself this moment just between you and God. Lord Jesus, thank you that you love me so much. Hey, we can pray this together, church. Thank you that you love me so much that you gave your life for me. Forgive me for the things that I've done that separated me from you. Thank you that you love me. Thank you that there is help in you. I make you the Lord and leader of my life. And I want to follow you from this day on. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer, just in that moment, give your life to Jesus or come back to Him. Here in the room, you can just slip a hand up, just a confession of your faith. Online, you can just write yes in the comments or let someone know with a DM. If that's you, you made that commitment today. Won't you do that now? Jesus, I want to know you as helper. Thank you, Lord. What a great decision. What a fantastic choice. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth.
you for listening to this podcast. We pray it's been a blessing to you. Why not share it with your friends and family through social media? If you're not on the regular podcast list, then why don't you subscribe? Thank you especially to those that give. If you want to give to this ministry, you can go to our website, thec3.uk slash giving and get involved. God bless you.